BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 195 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. It is an absolute pleasure to be joining you here today on Friday, or whenever you're listening to this episode, but to me, it is Friday. It is Friday morning. The weather is nice. Hopefully, those near the Canadian fires, which I believe they were in Nova Scotia, uh, are okay. I know there's been some little health effects and such kind of going on. New York, Philly kind of getting affected by it. Obviously, Canada. So hopefully everyone is okay and they're not not breathing in this, you know, disgusting smoke and that that's going on. The air quality is just very very poor. So I just want to give a quick quick hey, hope you're okay if you're in the area, but also be cognizant and cautious of the after effects because it looks like, you know, around here is starting to clear up a little bit. But it's still a little hazy, and, you know, we just have to wait and see and let time and Mother Nature do its own thing. But we are here to talk about sports, obviously, and we're going to be talking about uh, the hobby in just a little bit. There is a massive news uh, alert at the end of the episode, so stay tuned to not miss that. But I want to dive right into the Red Sox, and I know I didn't really touch upon them last week. I mean, I guess I kind of guess I kind of did. No, no, no. I, I talked about the Celtics and how horrific that was. So, Red Sox. Um, I had false hope. Clearly, it was false hope. They're 31 and 32, 14 games back from <laughs> 14 games back from the Tampa Bay Rays. That is just horrendous. They're 3 and 7 in their last 10 games. And where where do we even go from here? I sat here a couple weeks ago saying, "All right, I I can see myself rooting for this team it's not all too bad you know a couple things are clicking right oh no i was wrong i was beyondly beyondly wrong and i'm so sorry i'm so sorry for that but this is who they are they're a middling 500 team i mean in their division they're going to be last but in the grand scheme of things they're going to be a middling team that's just the nature of it that's just the truth of it and what is going to change to help change that narrative? Do the Red Sox want to win now? Yes or no? All right, well, if you do, then you've got to take action right now. 
And I don't think the Red Sox are going to be doing that at all. They put themselves in this position by not paying their homegrown guys, by not going out there and getting big-name acquisitions. And the fan base is taking a hit. I was just listening on the radio. They were talking about uh, Red Sox attendance this year for home games. Uh, they played 33 home games so far. And among teams that have played 33, at least 33 home games, they're 12th in baseball in attendance with like 31,000 or so per game. Now, I don't know how many teams have played 33 games so far this season. Um, well, actually, well, yeah, 33 home games. I would assume it's a lot of teams. I know the Royals, they're at 20. I'm sorry, they're at 32. The Tigers, they're at 27. I mean, but still, 12th. And that's not even including the Rangers, who are a very hot surprise this year. They've only played 30. So there's like, if you really just put it in the scope of teams that maybe play 30 home games, they might be lower. They probably are lower. And again, 31,000, give or take, you know, a couple hundred here and there. But what? Really? Fenway Park? And listen, I know I'm a huge part of that because I'm not going to any more Red Sox games for the foreseeable future. So I know I'm a part of the reason why it's uh, 12th in baseball. But I I want... Listen, Fenway Park, going to a Red Sox game is a super uber fun time. Don't get me wrong. I love going there. The atmosphere, sitting in the bleachers, talking to some drunk baseball Red Sox fans, and obviously, you know, hot dog and a beer, grab a pizza, maybe... You know, get a foul ball or something. Who knows? It's so fun. And especially Fenway Park because the Red Sox are my favorite team. But it is so aggravating to have to sit here and talk about how of a subpar product they are. And it is just the reason why I'm not going to Red Sox games for the time being. If I want to go see subpar players, you know, AAA players, then I'll just go to Worcester. And I'll go go watch them. $7 a ticket, beer's cheaper, food, I think cheaper. I forget. I haven't been there in a year, but I will be going to one on the 23rd, I believe, so just in a couple weeks. But I don't blame people for want, not wanting to watch the Red Sox. I mean, the starting pitcher last night was a bum, Matt Dermot, uh, Dermody. And I guess he got DFA today because it was like some tweets or something that he uh, mentioned or he wrote about. I, I I don't even know what that that true story is, nor do I really care. And the Red Sox lineup isn't terrible. I mean, Duran's been playing well. Yoshida, Turner, Devers, Cassis, Rob Refschneider, who they like. They obviously just extended him through next season. Arroyo, McGuire, Kike. Kike, who's supposed to be your everyday shortstop, who played shortstop yesterday, but I know he's been back in center field. He had a nice uh, home run, Rob. But, like, uh, I mean, what is he, supposed to be your leader, Kike, and he's batting ninth? Like, I'm not trying to say anything, but this team has holes. They have serious holes on this roster. And I'd like to think that the lineup, once Duvall comes back, they can maybe make it work, patchwork it through. But it's the pitching that's going to be killing them. I'm telling you, it's the pitching, pitching, pitching that is going to be killing them. They lost 10-3 to last night, 5-2 to the night before. 
They won 5-4, lost 4-1, lost 6-2, lost 4-2, 1-8-5. I mean, again, how many times? How many times must I say this? The Red Sox can't win unless they score four more runs. I mean, I know there's only been one anomaly, and that was earlier in the season. I think it was against uh, – I know who it was against, too. I, I remember talking about it. I think it was the Angels. Yeah, they won 2-1 to one against the Angels, and then they just most recently won uh, – let's see. They most recently won – I had it somewhere. It was against the Diamondbacks. They most recently won 2-1 to one on the 27th of May against the Diamondbacks. That's only two wins that they've won when scoring less than four runs. If they score more than four runs, that's how they're going to have to win. But now you got to hope that your pitching, which is very subpar, can hold them down, hold the opposing team down to less than four runs. And it lately it has not been lately it has not been the reason or or how that they're winning or losing games. I know things need to change. Things will hopefully do change. But your schedule is not getting any easier. It is not. And we're not getting any, you know, earlier into the season. We're th- uh, 63 games. My window, again, was 40 to 60 games. That was my window to kind of see, all right, teams are, you know, starting off hot, are going to go cold and become bad. Teams that are going to be bad or started off bad, struggling, are going to turn around. They're going to be good. It's it's tough. It's tough. And I don't think the Red Sox have what it's take what it takes or has the ability to turn the ship around with given their current roster construction. Yeah, Yu Chang's coming back. Yeah, Adam Duvall's coming back. Hopefully Chris Sale comes back not too long. But we already know what this team looks like with those guys kind of already out there. And Chris Sale was pitching really good before he hurt himself. Duval was playing excellent before he hurt himself. Yu Chang's just another middle infielder for the team. I don't I just don't understand. And if you guys can see a way, a way for this team to fix itself, to become competitive, to become competent, let me know. I have no effing idea. Yeah, go ahead and bring in starting pitching help. Uh, go and bring in like a top top of the rotation guy. Yeah, bring in a a high strikeout rate bullpen arm. Bring in a legitimate shortstop. I mean, Connor Wong's been playing well. Uh, Reese McGuire has been in and out of the lineup too. He's but those guys aren't. I mean, I like Connor Wong just so we know that the Moogie Betts trade worked out with you know Duran and hopefully having uh, what's his name. Connor Wong as good return pieces and legitimate players for this team for years to come. But it doesn't seem like that. I'm sure it's not getting that vibe. I want to know what you guys have to say about this. I really do. I really want to know what you guys have to say about this because this Red Sox team, I want to enjoy so, so much. But it's hard. It's really, really hard to enjoy them because, yeah, they're going to look good one game. And then another game, they're going to look bad. I don't like the inconsistency of this team. There is good talent on this roster. There is. But it's clearly not good enough. It's clearly not good enough. I don't even care about the rest of the league. I don't care about the rest of baseball. This team is not good enough to compete with the Rays, the Orioles, Yankees, Blue Jays. All ahead of you. 
Blue Jays are the fourth team in the division. You're the fifth. And they're ahead of you by four and a half games. That's a problem. That's a problem. I've kind of laid out how to fix this. I've ranted and, and preached about the issues and how to hopefully resolve and solve them. But I, I'm not making those decisions. I'm not the 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 I'm not Hein Bloom. I'm not the GM. I'm not the the coach or the owner that can go out and actually make some moves or have some legitimate impactful change. I'm not. I mean, with the Bruins over, the Celtics over, yeah, the Patriots are doing OTAs and such and practices. All I have really to watch is baseball. And that's all we're going to have to watch is baseball. Wherever you're from, whether you're a Yankees fan, uh, whether you're a Blue Jays fan, uh, a Dodgers fan, Astros fan, it doesn't matter who, who you are. There's no other sports going on at this time. It's going to be baseball until training camp what, in the end of July, I think, or the beginning of August. So until we get that, we're going to have baseball to watch and talk about for the majority. And that's going to lead us into our next topic. I want to talk about 2023 Series 2 baseball from Tops. I want to talk about that a little bit, you know, because I want to talk more about sports cards and the hobby leading up to the national. But once basketball's over, once hockey's over, it's going to be baseball. It's going to be baseball at trade nights. It's going to be baseball at card shows. It's going to be baseball here at the shop. Of course, other sports we will still be discussing. We still will be buying, selling, and trading. But it's going to be speculation at that point. Oh, I think player X is going to do really well. I think player Y is going to take a step back. I think player Z is going to be doing doing this. Well, we don't really know until the regular season for the upcoming for that sport actually starts. Meanwhile, baseball is in the full swing of its season right now. It's going to get the most attention now than it ever will maybe until the playoffs. But then by then, you're competing with the start of basketball, the start of hockey. Football is going to be in the full swing of its season. It's going to be a really difficult challenge for the Red Sox, for Red Sox fans, potentially hobbyists depending on the position of your team. Obviously, Murph's Boston Sports Talk. It's going to be the Boston Red Sox. I don't, maybe you're a Twins fan listening to this. And, you know, the Twins, I'm just using them as an example, they're leading the Central, so that's actually not a bad example. Maybe you're a Royals fan from Kansas City. Or maybe you're a Royals fan here in New England and want to check in on, you know, Murph's Boston Sports Talk, talk about this, talk about that, Boston Sports, obviously the hobby, which we'll get into in a little bit. But you're 18-44 and 44 right now as the Royals. Your season isn't going anywhere. It's going to be a long summer. I have hope, I have faith, I have optimism, I have confidence. But they're all very low right now in the Red Sox. Until I can see something else to say otherwise. Like right now with the Blue Jays, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Okay, little juice, little momentum. Uh, Rangers, even though they just lost DeGrom to Tommy John for the rest of the season, they're still 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. They had a really good start, and they're continuing it. Uh, let's see, the Marlins, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Where did this come from? Baseball might be exciting down there. This summer might be really interesting down in Miami for those Marlins. Diamondbacks even, 8-2 in their last 10 games, leading the National League West. Again, going to be an interesting summer. It's going to be an interesting time at the ballpark down in Arizona. Here in Boston, I'm not looking forward to Red Sox games. Then again, I'm also not going to be going to any Red Sox games. So what am I going to do for the summer? I want to talk about Red Sox. I want to talk about them in a good and positive way, an exciting way. 
It's really hard to do so. And I can't right now. I can't. And I know you guys can understand. I hope you can understand why it's just so challenging and difficult. Because we're getting a subpar product. 31 and 32 through 63 games. 14 games back. 3 and 7 in your last 10 games. I, I fear. I don't know how true this is. I fear, though. That that little blip of excitement and good baseball and winning series and winning a string of games is behind us. And that string of games I'm talking about was, let me pull it up here, Um, winning two of three from the Mariners, winning two of three from the Padres. Uh, But then you got swept by the Angels. Excuse me. You got swept by the Angels. Then you won two of three from the Diamondbacks, who apparently are a decent team. Then you lost two of three to the Reds. Got swept by the Rays, and you lost two or three to the Guardians since. Maybe their little swing of good baseball might be behind them. I know that's a small sample size, but is there any evidence, anything out there that can prove my point wrong right now? Right now, at least on June 9th? I'm afraid no. So I'm going to leave the Red Sox conversation with this as we transition to talking about the hobby. I'm going to leave it at this. The Red Sox have really good players on their team, yes. But they don't have enough of them, or they have too many mediocre players on their roster. Not bringing back Bogarts really, really hurts. Not bringing back Evaldi clearly really hurts. Look at Michael Walker. He's pitching phenomenal for the San Diego Padres. He could really help right now. It's a, it's a damn shame because the Red Sox had these guys. These guys wanted to, I'm sure, stay. I know Bogarts wanted to. I know Evaldi wanted to. I don't know about Waka. But given your shortstop situation, your starting pitching rotation, they definitely sure could have helped this year. And maybe you're in a better position. Maybe you're only eight games back from the Rays. The Rays had a crazy start to the season. No one's even close to them. The Rangers are 40-21. and 21. They're the closest by six games. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna believe in this team and hopefully come next week for episode one hundred and ninety-six, maybe they strung off strung off five straight games. Maybe they make up a little ground in the standings. Who knows? Maybe they look good. I wanna know your thoughts about the Red Sox. Reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown. Let me know what you have to say about the Red Sox. Let me know how you're feeling. Do you feel good? Do you feel bad? Do you want them to do this? Do you wish they did that? What are your feelings, reactions, and emotions towards the Red Sox? through 63 games of the season if you listen to this on youtube please drop your thoughts and comments down below in the comment section as i can't wait to read and reply to any and all comments but let's let's stick with baseball let's switch the topic and let's stick with baseball as 2023 tops series 2 baseball comes out uh, came out on wednesday and I love Series 2, in all honesty, because it has updated uh, a lot. I should say a lot of players are updated on here in terms of what teams they play for. They have updated players uh, that made the opening day roster as rookie cards, whereas they weren't guaranteed to make the spot, and maybe they weren't even going to make the spot. So, like, we have rookie cards of Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe, uh, Masataka Yoshida, who I know came from Japan, but he's in this set. Let me just double check. Uh, yep, Yoshida, he's a rookie card. So 
I like Series 2 for a lot. And then, I mean, there's probably going to be still players that are on new teams now. I mean, Adam Fraser, Fraser is on the Orioles. He was on the Mariners last year. Uh, Gallo's on the Twins. He wasn't on the Twins last year. So, I mean, it looks maybe they're actually really good. On uh, Let me check DeGrom. DeGrom would be a good one. DeGrom is on the Rangers in this set. So it looks like they're actually really, really up to date on players in this set because last year, uh, Freddie Freeman was still a, well, his, his card, baseball card, was still Atlanta Braves for, I think, until update, uh, update series at the end of the year. I know Jose Iglesias, I think, had a Red Sox card from on Series 1 and Series 2. Maybe not Series 2, but I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Let's just dive into, I mean, this is going to be a big set. I think it's going to move very well for those obvious reasons. Obviously, you're still looking for, uh, let me get to rookie. Rookie. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, rookie takeover. No. All right, let me just type in RC. That's going to be a lot. All right. Um, I mean, this is definitely taking longer than I thought it was going to. Come on, RC. Here we go. So I'm not going to read off every single one. I'll just read off a bunch of them. Garrett Mitchell, Cody Senga. Uh, I already mentioned uh, Yoshida, Max Meyer, Corbin Carroll, James Outman, Louis Garcia. Uh, let's see. Luis Ortiz, Bryce Johnson. I'm just trying to skim this DL Halls in, in here. Trying to skim it really quickly. Yasniel Diaz. Mar uh, no. I typed in RC and Marcus RC popped up. Uh, Jace Jung. So, anyways, you get the point. The, the point is, it's a really pretty good, it's a really solid set. I mean, there's still a bunch of other guys, too. Uh, let's see. Who did I not mention? Because now I have here the whole rookie checklist. Yoshida, I already mentioned. Oswaldo Cabrera, Ezekiel Tovar, who's, you know, I'm kind of high on. He's having a decent season this year. Doo-doo, Bubba Thompson's been playing fairly well. Doo-doo-doo-doo. I think those are all the rookies that I want to mention. Spencer Steer, um, Jiwan Bay. So I like Series 2. It has a lot of updated guys. But I want to talk about some of the inserts, though, here in this. Uh, let's see. Obviously, there's going to be stars of the MLB insert. That just feels like it's standard at this point. But I like the follow back insert here. Another limited chase is the social media follow back redemption capped at 10 copies or less. These cards grant a follow on Instagram from the player in question. Really? Really? These cards grant a follow on Instagram. These cards grant a follow from the player. On Instagram from the player in question now does that mean it's just like hey follow them grants th these cards grant a follow on Instagram from the player in question so does that mean they follow me I kind of like that that's how I'm interpreting it. I can understand on why you would think like hey you should follow these guys but I mean like, oh a social media for redemption you probably have to go on Tops, I'm going to assume, scratch, go to the redemption, scratch it off, enter the code. Um, they, they're showing Juan Soto, so I'm sure Juan Soto is going to get notified and they're going to follow you. That's actually really kind of cool. Hopefully the player doesn't unfollow you afterwards. Social media follow-back redemption checklist. Here we go. This is going to be interesting. I already see some interesting names. Um, wow, it is one in every 72 
1,292 packs, hobby packs. Holy smokes. Those are some thin, thin odds. Holy crap. Wow. And they're rumored to 10. There's 23 guys on the checklist. Aaron Judge, Aaron Nola, Carlos Correa, Cecil Fielder, odd one. Uh, Corey Seager, Derek Hall, Dale Murphy, Dansby Swanson, Daryl Strawberry, Jeter Downs. Didn't they just DFA him? Jeter Downs, DFA. Didn't they just DFA him? Uh, with Jeter Downs. Do, do, do. He went to the Nationals. I wonder. I wonder if. How much money these guys are making for this fallback redemption thing? Uh, let's see. Washington. There's no recent games. That's not good. That is not good. Shortstop for the Matt. Nah, yeah. Okay, he's still there. He's still on the roster. Minor leagues, I'm going to guess. 2023 Washington. Okay, yeah. He, he's with he's with their AAA team. 49 plate appearances, 13 games, 39 at-bats. Hitting 154. Brutal. That is uh, definitely <laughs> not ideal. All right, um, let me get back to here. See, that's a red one. Jeff McNeil, Juan Soto, Keith Hernandez, Kenny Lofton, Kyle Tucker, Luis Arias, uh, Michael Harris, Mark Vientos, Oswaldo Cabrera, Tyler Freeman, Walker Bueller, Xander Bogarts, Zach Wheeler. I like this idea. There's a, a wide variety of guys here. Obviously, you have your superstars in Soto, Bogarts, Bueller, um, Luis Arise, Aaron Judge. You also have some throwback guys, too. Cecil Fielder, Dale Murphy, Keith Hernandez. Uh, who's the other one that I just... Oh, Kenny Lofton, Daryl Strawberry. And this is a very weird checklist here, but I, I like the idea of it. I really do like the idea of it. One in every 72,292 packs. Holy crap. All right, those are going to be hard to find. I think anyone that gets them is going to want to redeem them. All right, so, wow, that's actually really cool. All right, so what else do we have? What else does Series 2 have to offer us this year? Uh, Chase signed cards in 1988 Topps baseball autographs, 1988 Topps all-star baseball autographs, baseball stars autographs, and baseball dual autographs, number to five or less. Woo! All right, so, yeah, um, 1988 Topps will be the 35th anniversary this year again. Duh. Select inserts come as low-numbered autographs as well, including 2023 World Baseball Classic Stars autographs, numbered to 25 or less, and Legends of the Game autographs, also numbered to 25 or less. That's kind of wild. Uh, I want to check out the World Baseball Classic. Uh, World Baseball Classic autographs checklist. There's 37 guys, and they are one in every 18,286 packs. Holy crap. Now, on the checklist here, it says Mike Trout, Team USA. I hope they're in their Team USA jersey. I think that would be super cool. I think that would be really, really cool if they're in their Team USA jersey. But hold on. Let's just go over this checklist because this checklist is loaded. Trout, Goldschmidt, Alonzo, Arenado, Tim Anderson, Juan Soto, Machado, Otani, Trey Turner, Luis Robert, Rosa Reina, Altuve, Acuna Jr., um, Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, Javi Baez, Bobby Witt, uh, Julio Urias, Freddie Freeman, Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco, Eloy Jimenez, Jock Peterson, Alex Verdugo, Xander Bogarts, JT Realmuto, Masataka Yoshida, Schwarber, Bascantino, Alec Thomas, Jonathan Ar Aranda, Luis Arias, uh, Andres Jimenez, 
MJ Melendez, Joey uh, Manessis, Bo Naylor, Lars Nupar, Jeremy Pena. What a loaded, loaded checklist. But for most guys, they're not a rookie card, though. They're not a rookie card. Who cares? Who cares? This is such a cool checklist. This is oh-so-cool checklist right here. Now, do they have... I understand they have World Baseball Classic Stars autographs, but do they have, like, base cards, too? Oh, they do. 2023 World Baseball Classic Stars checklist. 60 cards, one in every eight hobby packs. What is that noise upstairs? A lot of banging and clanging upstairs. All right, one in eight hobby packs, parallel cards, blue, black, black's number to 299, gold's number to 75, red number to 10, and platinum, one of one. And there's a bunch of other guys. It's like double the size of the check, uh, the autograph list with 60 cards. Same guys that signed. Um, let's see, there's Munitaka Murakami, Adam Wainwright, Stroman, Will Smith. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going to go through it all. But Kike Hernandez, Tommy Edmond. Uh, Jaron Duran, Sal Fralick, Harry Ford. Again, I'm not going through the whole checklist. That is really cool. That is going to be really, really cool. It would be nice to get some numbered ones of Team USA players for obviously being the uh, the home country here. But I know the Dominican Republic is going to be super popular. Uh, Puerto Rico is going to be popular. The, the DR, Japan, going to be really popular countries too for collectors. That is really, really cool. I like that part of the checklist. Uh, let's see. He's not a rookie, though. Who cares? <laughs> All right. So I have to clarify this because I've, I've said it a couple times. When I say it's not a rookie, though, in that sarcastic voice, he's not a rookie, though. <laughs> it's funny because I've come across people, and I'm gonna name. I'm gonna keep them uh, their names anonymous. Then again, I probably don't even remember their names because it, most of the time it's people at shows or maybe people every once in a while that put in to the shop, and I'll show them this really cool card. This really, really cool card. And they'll love it. They'll like it. Oh, it looks so cool. It looks so clean. Da, 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 da. But it's not a rookie, though. I'm like, what do you mean? You just gave me all these good reasons why you like it. It's on card. It's three-color patch. It's player-worn. It's a high grade. What do you mean you don't like it? Or it looks like it's going to grade high if it's raw? Yeah, but it's not a rookie. What do you mean? So what? If I hand you this uh, this 1 of 10 Jason Tatum... Three-color game-worn patch from Flawless with his autograph. You're not going to buy it be- or you're not going to want it because it's not a rookie? That just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. And I know rookie cards have such high premier cream-of-the-crop value. I know that. But let's not forget, sports cards is a hobby. Hobby is meant for collecting. Hobby is meant to have fun. Hobby is to have cool things. Stuff like that is cool, in my opinion. I just, again, I, I don't understand the whole friggin'. I just, I don't understand. I mean, if you have a case hit of Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or pick your poison, you're not going to like it. You're not going to want it because it's not a rookie, though. Just wildly bizarre to me. Wildly bizarre. It's just, if it's a cool card of a good player, low numbered or whatever it may be, it is still worth something that still has value. Don't let the rookie card you know, business brainwash you. Like people are brain brainwashed by PSA. All right, continuing. Uh, the premium tops reverse auto patch number to 10 card gives collectors a high-end chase. All right, I like that. Let's, oh, reverence. Reverence. Uh, there's 57 total cards. They're serial number to 10. 
one in every 967 hobby packs, one in every 142 jumbo packs. It's a hobby and jumbo only product. You got the uh, the serial number to 10, but you also have platinum to five and gold one of ones. Good checklist. Uh, Austin Riley, Adley Rushman, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Judge, excuse me, Riley Green, Acuna, Pete Alonso, J Rod, Craig Biggio, Tatis Jr., Jose Ramirez, Bobby Witt, Bryce Harper. I mean, the list just goes on and on with how many superstars are on this list. That is just wild. That's also another good uh, insert run. Um, then you also have Series 2 Relic and Autograph Relics. Uh, you got the Father's Day insert. I think Series 2 is going to be super fun. I really do. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. I think it's going to be a really, really good product once it comes out. Uh, well, the hobby products are already out. They came out on Wednesday. But once the blasters and the retail products hit shelves and they become more affordable for people, I think they're really going to want to dive into it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that baseball, that Series 2 baseball hobby segment there we're not done talking about the hobby i want to also talk about the new pokemon product that is coming out it is uh paldea evolved and that hits shelves today very excited bunch of people pre-ordered boosters and i'm very excited to hand those out to those that did pre-order <clears throat> but i want to talk about i what i originally wanted to talk about actually was obsidian flame is the following pokemon product uh, it has cute little Charmander on the box. Oh, that is so cute. I can't wait for that to come out. But that doesn't come out till August 11th. Now, I thought it came out the end of July. Maybe it got pushed back. I don't know. I know it's about every two or so months. Uh, let's see. Well, with the beginning of July, let's do some math here. Let's do some math here on the fly. So we had, we had uh, Scarlet and Violet come out on March 31st. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks later, so two and a half months, we got Paldea Evolved. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So every ten weeks, a new set's going to come out. Okay. That makes sense. But I wanted to talk about Obsidian Flame because it's already getting a lot of ton excitement over it. People already looking for the cute Charmander promo of him with his nose pressed up against the glass. Um, obviously, Charmander's on the box. People love Charmander. But I thought it came out before the end of July, so it was going to come out during the national or around the national time. I think it was going to completely take the hobby by storm because people are really looking forward to it. The chase cards seem like they're going to be worth a lot of money, especially if they are you know, hard to find. But wow, that actually kind of blows up my my conversation and my discussion today about Pokemon. Uh, I, I really planned on talking about Obsidian Flame and how the hobby has been really impacted by it. And I think we're going to see that at the National. That was kind of my whole premise, honestly, about Obsidian Flame. Is the Nationals at the end of July, this product I thought came out at the end of July. It's going to be a wild time. Oh man, I'm actually kind of bummed about that. What, do, what, what can we talk about Pokemon now? I mean, Paldea Evolved drops today. Super exciting. I know people have been looking forward to it. I guess there was a rumor. I don't know how true this is. But I guess Paldea has been kind of already out for three to four weeks because Target put um, like blister packs and such on the shelves already three, four weeks ago. So people have already had a chance to get their hands on them to buy the singles, to sell the singles and such. So we already have a general idea what the market's going to look like. 
Um, TCG. Let's just take a look at TCG player. Paldea evolved. Uh, Paldea evolved Pokemon sets. Let's just take a peek here. High to low. Uh, let's see. So the special illustration rare of Iono is $109 as of now. Uh, let's see what else we have here. We have the just a ultra rare Iono is $45. Uh, Dendra is 27. Uh, Chianpeo EX is 30. So it unfortunately looks like a lot of the chase cards aren't really worth that much so far. I mean, here's, an, here's another Tinkaton EX. Uh, another special illustration rare is $18. Um, Tyranitar, which I love that artwork, by the way. There's only a $21 card. Uh, Skeledurge EX is 15 so like it's not crazy money at all. I like this Magikarp illustration rare. I love, love, love that. Is illustration rare just art, alt art? I think so. I think it's just alt art. That's pretty cool, Magikarp. I mean, there's a ton of really good-looking cards here. A lot of good-looking artwork. But, I mean, the most expensive card is only $110, and the next one's 45 it's going to leave people a little unsatisfied. People are going to want a little bit more, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. But, I mean, when the product's already been out for, what, three, four weeks, maybe a month at this point, that's kind of going to kind of happen, unfortunately, which ultimately kind of sucks. So hopefully, you know, when Obsidian Flame does come out, it's locked away, kept sealed, you know, no... No leakage on that product until its release day of August 11th. But I guess that's going to wrap up today's episode. I really expected to dive a little bit more into Pokemon today, but I guess not going to be able to. So I just want to appreciate you guys and say thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode, episode number 195 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying. You can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk anywhere you listen to your podcast. You know what you like to use to listen to podcasts and that is exactly where you can find this show Murph's Boston Sports Talk you can find it on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Amazon Music and everywhere else I was going to say so many more but everywhere else that you listen to your podcast you can find Murph's Boston Sports Talk if you're listening to this on YouTube thank you so so much for clicking on the video please make sure you like the video if you did enjoy it comment down below any question thoughts comments concerns anything like that down below in the comment section as I love to read and reply to any and all comments. And of course, of course, of course, please subscribe to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing as I would greatly appreciate your love and support as there's going to be a bunch more awesome, cool hobby content, sports discussions on the channel. But if you want to reach out to me via social media, you know the links, you know the handles at Murph's Card Town on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook as well. But like I said, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Have a fantastic weekend. If you go into any card shows, I'd love to see what you picked up. I'll be set up at the Mohegan Show. I'll also have a table at the Cranston Show uh, for local shows. Hopefully, I can see you at one of those shows. And if not, maybe I'll catch you sometime at the shop. Have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe in case there's still some lingering effects from the Canadian wildfires. So just... Be cognizant of that. But I'll catch you in the next one between now and then. You know that I love you. I will always, always see you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, before you go. 
I totally, totally forgot uh, that I mentioned I was going to talk about something major breaking news here with the podcast. Um, I, I literally took the file and put it in my editor and I was about to start editing, you know, put the intro, put the outro and all that stuff. But I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot to talk about what I kind of alluded to at the beginning of the, the episode. And I want to give a quick, quick uh, announcement, heads up about it. I want to give you some some weeks in advance is season two of Murph's Boston Sports Talk will be concluding at the end of the month, June, uh, June 30th, which is episode 198, will be the last episode of season two. I uh, ended season one last year. It was like the, it was March and it was like a month and a so month and a half or so off. And then season two has been running since I think the middle of April last year. So about, you know, 14, 15 or so months, you know, of season two. And I kind of want to just, you know, take a step back, dial it back, recharge, let it, you know, kind of the excitement and the and people looking forward to it charge back up a little bit. You know, I'm going to be having a crazy, crazy July uh, with the National, with card shows. Uh, Mrs. Murph and I are going to Pennsylvania for the 4th of July. So I just kind of want to take a step back from the podcast and just, again, give it some time to breathe. And just kind of take one thing off my plate because July is going to be very, very stressful and it's going to take up a lot of my time. And I want to make sure none of the content is, you know, lackluster or half-ass because I have a lot on my plate. When will season three kick off with episode number 199? That's a good question. It will definitely, definitely be in August. I'm not exactly sure. I kind of want to line it up with the Patriots schedule and preseason and such and just kind of be able to talk about that all in one swift motion uh i don't even know when the first preseason game is actually uh patriots pre-season i don't even know when game one is august 10th is the first preseason game i don't want to make any promises and say that uh, season three will premiere then but oh i guess it would be on the 11th for friday but maybe that's what i'm thinking but I'm not 100% sure on it. Obviously, when we return, it'll be episode number 199, which will be its own thing. Hey, season three, yay, welcome back. Da, 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 da. This and this has been going on. And then, obviously, the following episode of that will be episode 200, the 200th episode of Merce Boston Sports Talk. So there's going to be a lot looking, a lot to look forward to when season three does kick off, a lot to look forward to when Merce Boston Sports Talk returns from it's little break. So I'm very excited for that, but I want to just let you guys know a couple weeks in advance, a few weeks in advance, and I want to throw this on you last second. But that was the big major thing that I wanted to discuss and talk about, which I, again, like I kind of forgot about it, but hopefully, um, hopefully you're looking forward to it. I, I want to have some awesome fun things for the end of season two. And of course, season three is going to be absolutely crazy once that starts, but we still have a few episodes to worry about and talk about between now and then. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. But again, thank you guys so much. I will see you in the next one. Between now and then, you know that I love you. I will always, always see you. Bet 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.